Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW Dynamite review. I am joined, as always, by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am extremely full. I just ate a giant burrito, but I am excellent. How are you, Mike? I am good. I ate spaghetti, but that was a while ago. Mm. So love some spaghetti. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Stomach did rumble for a bit. I went for a walk. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, let's talk a little. There's not a lot of news this week. Um, great episode. It is the uh, the I guess the fallout from fallout. Full Gear. Um, so lots of cool stuff happened over the weekend. We talked about it. Hopefully you listened to it. Um, Mm. there's a little, yeah, the, the only little bit of news was, uh, Jonah rock or Jonah showed up in new Japan. I think that is a fantastic spot for him. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that whatever he had going with impact fell through (laughs) (laughs) because He's exactly the type of guy that New Japan has been starved for. Yeah. They need a guy like him. And I hope they don't just stick him with uh, United Nations, whatever the fuck. United Empire. Um, yeah. I hope not either. They stick all their cool guys on that team. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, they're trying <laughs> to make it a thing, but it's, it hasn't really stuck yet. So. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I'm excited for that because... He'll be very good there, and maybe that'll mm-hmm. get me to start watching again because I have not given them my eyeballs. And yeah, it's it's kind of months. Even me, a huge New Japan fan, I haven't been watching as much as I'd like. With like Best of the Super Juniors and World Tag League going, I haven't really been watching as much as I probably should have. Well, I think it would be it would be so interesting if the U.S. group of guys would mix with the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. a lot of interesting guys in the U.S. group, but they're wrestling in the states in front of no people. They do have the odd big show, like mm-hmm. they have had those two pay, but like their their studio shows are just in front of nobody. And honestly, that's not very interesting to watch. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, yeah, there was... by early next year, New Japan's uh like can get more people to come into the country and stuff. So. Yeah, they'll be uh, bringing people in and out because they've mm-hmm. got some killer people there. One guy, unfortunately, had a bad injury this past weekend or this past week. That was uh, Chris Dickinson, someone yeah. you and I both love. Yeah. He broke like his pelvis type thing or like his hip. He broke his hip. Yeah, he like broke his hip in it because it broke it. Like his leg came out of the socket or something, which is just sounds insane. But <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was the leg coming out of the socket put pressure on the hip mm-hmm. and then the hip fractured it's yeah. it's, bad. it's like he's out for about six months mm-hmm. it looks like and they said because you're that athletic maybe five mm-hmm. so it's like oh shit that it's tough for a guy like that because he's just getting his break mm-hmm. now and he's he's waited longer than he had than he should have to get there mm-hmm. um but hopefully when he's ready things maybe will have opened up for japan to yeah. bring some of those guys over. Yeah, because I think the the Japanese fans would love him. They love a big buff gaijin type guy, so he'd be really oh, good he's, over there. He's perfect. He's mm-hmm. uh he fits in with he his whole style is Japanese wrestling. That mm-hmm. he's like Eddie Kingston. Like yeah. that's that's his bread and butter. That's what they mm-hmm. do. Hard body karate, man. Yeah. 
for sure. All right, so let's get into this week's episode. Obviously, what happened over the weekend, the big news, Hangman won, which mm-hmm. was amazing. He beat Kenny Omega. This week, it was National Cowboy Shit Day. So that was fantastic in his hometown. We started the episode off with the with the elite, and that this was Kenny and Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. And essentially, Kenny's been Kenny's destroyed his body. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he needs to have shoulder surgery. He needs to have hernia surgery. He's got a hurt knee as well, so potentially three surgeries mm-hmm. for him. So he's going to be out for a significant time. Yeah, well, and then that who knows chiropractor video that came out. He's talked about how he's been wrestling with vertigo since 2018, which is just insane. <laughs> that was New Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, you were doing 60-minute matches in New Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Vertigo, that's crazy. I wonder what's causing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's terrifying. I don't know how he mm-hmm. did Like, he he is the greatest wrestler that's ever lived. Yeah, that's insane. He is. He just yeah. is. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he he's all fucked up. Um mm-hmm. And this segment, it's in the backstage area. He says that he hasn't watched the matches back, but he knows that it wasn't a good night for the elite. We all lost our matches. He said, I've got to go away for a while and sort my shit out, essentially his health issues. But he says, I'm going to need you guys to hold down the fort for a bit. And then Cole comes in and (laughs) brilliantly says, don't worry, cleaner. I got this. I got which this. Which is all time. Um, that's an all time Twitter reference. Probably yeah. <laughs> one of like next to Hulk Hogan's uh, work yourself into a shoot thing. Yeah. This is like the greatest wrestling tweet of all time. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, Cole references there. And then Candy says, well, uh, actually, I, I was. I was talking to the Bucks, but he, I mean, yeah, you too, I guess. And Cole mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, sorry. And then he backs up, and then Nick's like, Brandon, cut the feed, cut, mm-hmm. cut the feed. And uh, this is great. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Kenny has not watched it back. He does not know that the Bucks betrayed him in the yeah. end. Um, he, he sounds like he's going to be coming back as a face. Which is awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, there's going to be it, some conflict with Adam Cole and the Bucks and Bobby Fish, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Just just all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. But and what were your what were your thoughts on this? I, I like the little segment. Yeah. I love the little opening segment. I love the don't worry, cleaner. I got this. That made me laugh really hard because of the Twitter thing. And then, uh, yeah, I like. Him saying, oh, I haven't watched the match back yet. And then he congratulated Adam Cole. He said, I mean it. You did a good job. And I liked all that stuff. And then, so, yeah, it's going to be. I hope he. I hope he's gone for a while. Just so he can definitely heal up. But then also build that anticipation. Hoping, hoping for February. Feb- oh, I was hoping like <laughs> I was going to say like May or June. Like give him give him a lot of time off so he can really heal up. I mean, as much as he needs. Obviously, mm-hmm. he wants to come back. I know hernia surgery doesn't take that long because my dad's yeah. had three. Yeah, granted, my dad's had he a lot wasn't too. he wasn't doing athletics, 
Mm -hmm. The shoulder surgery, who knows? And the knee, he might not even need it. He might just have a banged up knee. But apparently he's he's working with three significant injuries, which Mm -hmm. is just fucking insane. And apparently, like, he he had that shoulder surgery since the first month and a half of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. When Pack put him in the brutalizer and just ripped his shoulder, yeah, and he's been wrestling hurt since. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Like we've yeah. heard about, we've heard about these. In, we heard about these injuries over a year ago, mm-hmm. for most of them, and uh, the shoulder even longer. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, I think that he shoulder was was that a New Japan injury too, or was that just when Pack did it? I Pack could have made it worse. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was from uh, the the first loss that he took to pack. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, that was when the report immediately came out that he that he tore something in his shoulder, and I think it was his um, labrum or rotator cuff or mm-hmm. just yeah. insane that he's been working still at that such a high level. These huge injuries, just yeah, just. He's he's the best. He is mm-hmm. the best. Like, uh, I mean, we're gonna talk about uh, Danielson soon. He's up there too. But yeah, for me, it's Kenny. For me, it's Kenny, and nobody's touching him because mm-hmm. he's so unique. Nobody does what he does. Yeah. Okay. So next we have Hangman's moment in the sun for National Cowboy Shit Day. He comes out. He's getting the. You deserve it, Chance. They're going insane. And right away, I don't know if you noticed it, but I noticed a huge volume change from this crowd mm-hmm. from the pay-per-view. Yeah, like, it's me too. night and day. They got to mm-hmm. fix that. Yeah. It happens a lot with their pay-per-views for some reason. I don't really understand yeah. why. You had mentioned on our last show that maybe when they do pay-per-views, it's not the TNT guys micing them. And, you know, they do a lot of sports stuff on TNT, so maybe they know how to mic crowds a lot better. Yeah, like maybe they just don't have the TV guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe the pay-per-view guys are a little... Di- and maybe it's a different crew. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... um, it, He interrupts. He says, Oh, I mean, I understand. Like, sure, I deserve it, but I haven't earned it. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd's chanting, You haven't earned it. You yeah. haven't earned it. I'm, <laughs> I'm off beat there, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, And he says... When I when I joined the company, I I've said and I'm still this way. I'm just a man with a job and a boss, and you guys are my boss. And this was for you guys, the fans. Mm-hmm. And he says, and the championship means something. He's like it means that I gotta get back to work. I've got uh, Brian Danielson to look forward to, and then of course Danielson's music hits the booty shaker anthem. Mm-hmm. He comes out. He's of course wearing his white tee. Tucked into uh, his trunks, which I loved. <laughs> oh yeah, so good. Um, he comes out. He said, "I just, I just wanted to come out and congratulate you on the win." Although I'm a little surprised and upset that it's not Kenny Omega standing in front of me. Ooh. And Hangman's like, "Oh, okay, oh, fair enough." But you know, uh, I did beat him in less than 30 minutes oh. you know like you know how you had your little, little <laughs> your little tie over there mm-hmm. and then they're, they're going back and forth and daniel bryan says 
It's like, oh yeah, I know, but he's like, here you, here you are, not ready to wrestle. When when I uh, when I won the champion won the championship at WrestleMania, uh, I wrestled the very next night, and <laughs> right here, the crowd starts booing. An instant Brian heel turn by mentioning Daniels. WrestleMania. <laughs> They start booing Brian fucking dead. They were just yeah. doing the yes chance. Yeah. And you like know he knew earlier. it was coming by the way he said WrestleMania. When I won the title at WrestleMania. Kaboom. <laughs> well, also, he also knew that this is Hangman's moment. So <laughs> his even his entrance was a little more subdued than normal. Yeah. Like the crowd were they're like, he's interrupting Hangman. What the fuck, man? <laughs> um, it's sort of like with Punk the week before fighting... Uh, fighting Kingston as soon as mm-hmm. Punk swung back people booed him yeah <laughs> um, and Hangman says he's like well you know what we we can do this right now we can go now I'm I have no problem wrestling tonight and you can see Daniel Bryan's face change he's like I wasn't expecting this <laughs> and then he looks around and he's like oh well you see I know you're a man who loves this ex- his excuses as to why he lost or this and that and the other. And I'm looking at you and you're not in full gear. You're not, you're wearing jeans. You're wearing a shitty leather coat. He's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not, I'm not letting you have an excuse as to why you lost this match. And hangman says, well, I know Virginia's for lovers, but I'm dressed to fight. And then they go nose to nose. And mm-hmm. it ends up being a pull apart. Uh, with with them and and Brian, he he gets the mic. He says, "Of course, you have your little friends holding you back." He he's like, "Oh, really?" And they yeah, let him go. Yeah. <laughs> he charges them and knocks them down. It's it's awesome. It's great. Um, I didn't I didn't necessarily think that uh, Danielson's like he's not the smoothest talker, but he knows exactly what to say. Mm-hmm exactly what to say it's it's awesome it was so good what did you think oh i love this segment a, a lot i love dick heel danielson he's so good at it because he's he he could just flip and he doesn't necessarily need to change that much about what he does and he could just get people to boo him because he's like a vegan and stuff you know people already want to boo that and it's great and i loved his little line after his wrestlemania remark and they started booing him. He said, of course, Virginia boos hard work, which made me laugh really hard. <laughs> no, he, he's really he's really good at it. And <laughs> it should not go without saying his little interview or the little thing that he did on the weekend where somebody was, I believe Sammy might have been doing something for his vlog or mm-hmm. something about vlogs. And it was Sammy and Ty Conte and they both have vlogs and he was being interviewed by Alex Ambrahantis and they were there and they were, they're asking what he thought of all the vlogs in the, in the companies. Just like, Oh, this lazy, this entitled young generation. There's real problems in the world. And all they want to do is go out there and vlog. Vlogging does nothing. Vlogging doesn't improve <laughs> anything. And yada, yada, yada. I was, and I was watching that. I was like, uh, I think I see what you're doing. He's laying the seeds already to be this character, which he's Mm -hmm. so good at. And Mm -hmm. as you said, it's really just a slight tweak. Mm -hmm. It's just, he just aims his, uh, his disdain or his dickish demeanor at the right person. 
mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's massive heel heat. Yeah. Then we cut to commercial. It comes back, and of course he's in the ring with Evil Uno, who was part of the pull apart. So it's like, okay, this was this was nicely done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was slightly jarring because I was like, ah, did the maybe they shouldn't have told us that that match was coming. Yeah, they before. they announced it like Monday or something, I think, because I saw Evil Uno tweeting about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like. That was something where maybe you could have held that graphic back, and then because of the pull-apart brawl, Tony's just... Although, they don't do impromptu matches, so I yeah. kind of get it, but it just made it made it a little weird that he's not really out there to talk to Hangman, because he's also out there for his match with the guy, with his opponent, who's already out there. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, a little convenient, but it was awesome. The fans... They're booing Brian Danielson right away in this match, mm-hmm. which is crazy. They're cheering Evil Uno and booing Brian Danielson. Yeah, are you which fucking is, kidding me? Yeah, in a, like Saturday, he was like one of the most over faces in the whole company, and then <laughs> everyone just hates him. It's awesome. And, <laughs> and two years ago, people were trying to run the Dark Order out of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> insane. Yeah, That's and great. also uh, speaking of that. Uh, shout out to uh, Tiger Driver on Twitter for that awesome video they put up. Oh my god! About the Dark Order and Hangman. Yeah, if uh, if you haven't watched it, go back. I mean, they tweet a lot, but <laughs> go to go to the. Uh, I think it's Driver. their pin tweet, so I think if you just go to it, it'll be at the top. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Go to it. <laughs> it's it's so good. It's easily the best video that. They, which is really just he, have put out. <laughs> Chris yeah. did a good job on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Oh yeah. So. Brian's going. He's going full heel in this match. It's awesome. Like he's <laughs> he's vicious, Brian. And for me personally, I've never seen this. I've never seen oh, yeah. vicious Brian. It's so good. I guess we got like a watered down version of vicious Brian in WWE when he turned heel with the wood belt the hemp belt yeah that was great too that's why i'm kind of hoping he kind of tries to bring back the more eco terrorist type guy because that was so good he got people to cheer for fracking which was hilarious <laughs> but yeah so he's healing it up he's got uh mul- two times he has like he has uno down in the ropes and he's just like choking him out or kicking him in the head mm-hmm. and he does the I haven't I have until five, which he's done so far. But this time, as he's doing it, he's staring. And I think it was Aubrey. Yeah, it's Aubrey. He's was the staring record. at Aubrey Edwards, watching like just in the eyes, and then right at the end, he lets go, and he like right in her face is like, "I have until five. <laughs> like he's okay. This is evil, Daniel Bryan. Now <laughs> we didn't see this before. Before it was like I, I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna let go at five, you know, <laughs> but no, it's different now. And mm-hmm. Dark Order is perfect for Danielson's to go for Danielson to go against because they're so likable. Yeah, and Uno's the perfect guy too because he is like the most likable, other than Colt Cabana. Like he's like mm-hmm. he's a teddy bear. Yeah, um, and oh, and Brian finishes off the the match with the Vasuko knee. Or Psycho Knee, is that what it is? Psycho Knee, yeah. yeah. There, there's, I think there's a Japanese name, but it's just like B in front of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to say it properly, so. 
I'm just gonna go I just always that. say the knee because I don't ever remember what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he does it. He, he knocks Uno clean out, but then he looks at the camera and goes, "Uh, uh, 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 I'm not ready." And yeah. then he says to the crowd, "He's gonna get his fucking head kicked in." Yeah, clear as day. The camera's right up in his face. <laughs> it's perfect. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he grabs his wrists. He gets the double wrist control and he's stomping him on his head. But it's there's just something so much more vicious this time about how he's doing it. It's meaner, it's stronger. And then he transitions it right into a triangle choke. Mm-hmm. And, and Evil Uno's already just, out at this point. It was just a given. Yeah, it was great. And then he gets on the mic right away again. So this mm-hmm. is just these two storylines are just weaving into each other. Mm-hmm. We had the elite connecting to hangman connecting to Danielson connecting to. So now we're in another promo and, and he says, I came out here to congratulate hangman, but because of his actions, Uno got his head kicked in. He's like, this is hangman's fault. And you know what? I wasn't going to run down, go through the whole team and kick everyone's head in, but I'm going to do that. And and next week we're in Chicago, and you know what? Colt, that's Colt Cabana's hometown. So you know what? Colt Cabana next week is going to get his head kicked in. Mm-hmm. It's like holy fuck, he's like turning a little Vince McMahon over here. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and I just thought as soon as he announced Colt Cabana, I was like, oh sweet, like 2003 ROH, here we go, baby. <laughs> yes, yes, love that shit. Yeah, eventually it's going to. CM Punk's going to end up in there too. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. And it, I think they're going to ha- hold out for the Hangman Danielson match, probably for the first TBS Dynamite. Oh, they could. Yeah. I, guess. I was, I was thinking they, it would, they might do, you're right. They could do that. I was thinking winter is coming. Yeah. They could do that too. Type, type thing. That was, I think that was in December last time, but they could hold out a month. Later. I just, I think it would just give him enough time to go through each Dark Order member every week, and I, yes, I think it, I, I think agree. that lines up to where the TBS show starts. So that's what I was thinking. No, that, I mean that works. It's still winter. Yeah, because <laughs> they're doing, yeah, they're doing a uh, Long Island show coming up. Is in that where Silver's build from? Oh and yeah, 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 yeah. No, the Long Island one's big too. Mm-hmm. I think that's is that the Prudential Center one? Maybe not. Ooh. I'm not sure. Uh, no, I can never remember. I don't know. Arena names. I don't know where Prudential I, Center is, but yeah. I know the Long Island one is a big venue. Like it's a big, big venue. I think it's mm-hmm. the where uh, the Islanders used to play. Okay. Um, and WWE is running it the week before. No. And uh, then AEW got it and then outsold them, which is. Fantastic. That's cool. You like to see it? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so yeah. fun. <laughs> um, like, oh, go ahead. No, no, you. Oh, I was just going to say, when you said the arena name, I was just going to say, I miss the old arena names when they were like the igloo and stuff like that, when they had cool names. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and now it's like the IZOD Center. Yeah, like the one here in Oklahoma City for the Thunder is the Paycom Center. Like, that's so boring. It's like, why can't we call it the, the Thunderdome or something? <laughs> Joe Lewis Arena is now Little Caesars Arena, and I'm yeah. fucking furious about it. <laughs> yeah, I think the um, I think I saw the Staples Center's 
in LA, it names up for sale and it might be the crypto.com arena. And I was like, I, I, where's that asteroid to just wipe out humanity? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want that. Crypto.com arena. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stupid. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next segment was not stupid. It was, oh, this was incredible. Awesome. This mm-hmm. was MJF fresh after his match. So yeah, he came yeah. in through the MJF curtain. MJF had a hell of a night last night. Said MJ, yeah, MJF, he comes through the curtain and says, give me a camera. And he's covered in Darby's paint is all over his body. And he says, mm-hmm. this isn't Darby's paint. This is Darby's shame. He says, I keep hearing how great of a wrestler Darby is. Danielson is. Kingston, Punk, Cody, Black, Penta. Everybody is the, the greatest wrestler. And everyone always says, Oh, MJF, he's really good on the mic. He's really good on the stick, but he's not a wrestler. But guess what? I got all your stupid Mark chants uh, <laughs> during our match. You couldn't help but cheer me. You couldn't help but give me that this is awesome. And guess who was winning the match at the time? It was me, the most despised man in the company. But you <laughs> can't help but cheer me. Because I am the best choice you you have. I am... I'm the, what's his thing? I'm, I'm better. Than he you says you I'm know. better than you, and you have no choice but to admit it. Mm-hmm. He's completely leveled up at this yeah. point. Like with that, ma- he had honestly one of my one of the matches of the year. Like I was, he was doing shit I'd never seen before, over yeah. and over and over. It was like Jesus Christ. He was just had just had all those moves in his back pocket to break out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Like, a really good promo. Yeah, he's he's ins- he's. I was like, okay, he's top guy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a top guy in the in the industry. You can't you can't argue it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's what people would say, like, oh, his uh, his ring work. He like he could get a little better with his ring work. Then he'll be the then he'll be up there with the very best in the industry. Well, no, he just he just did it. Yeah. He just had a better well, match with Darby than Punk did. Yeah, on his when he comes out for his promo and, later, uh, he people will probably know he's a better wrestler because what Excalibur say? It's like if you wrestled more than three matches or something like that. <laughs> for sure, and that's that's part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. It's part of the appeal. I love it. I love that they do that. Okay, so the next segment we oh, have this, this segment was awesome too. <laughs> this is so good. We have. Eddie Kingston getting interrupted by 2.0 and Garcia. Mm-hmm. So, oh, here's my dog. He, I think he just fell down the stairs a little. No, he's all right. <laughs> he slipped. Yeah, they, they, or, uh, Garcia. Eddie Kingston starts out with this interview, and you can see him trying to get Tony to, to get to the point, and then you see his face like, oh, shit. And then 2.0 and Garcia walk in, and he's like... <laughs> it's all good. Eddie can't, Eddie can't just have a promo not get interrupted. Mm-hmm. And even afterwards, he's just he's like, come on, I just want one. Just one <laughs> promo. Yeah, he starts, and then immediately 2.0 comes up, and Matt's already chirping. He's like, oh, yeah, big sad boy, big sad bitch at Kingston. Oh, do you lose your match? Hey, what are you going to do about it? And they're just ripping into him. They're like, oh, yeah, our uh, our son, uh, like he wrestled, uh, he wrestled CM Punk too, but he lasted a little longer than you. And Eddie says, 
you know what? Shut up, blockhead and Tweedledum or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. your name is. Um, he's like, and your son, Garcia, why why do you have these two grown men calling you calling you their son? He's like, that's a little bitch move. He's, he's like, he's like, CM Punk wanted to wrestle you. I'm going to fight you. Mm-hmm. And then they go nose to nose. And I was like, oh, this is excellent. I don't know when this is happening. I don't know when this match is. Is this on Friday? Yeah. I don't remember. Friday? I don't think they said. I don't think they said. It probably is that or it's next yeah. week. Yeah, next week or Friday. Probably, they might say that for the Chicago show. Well, they, next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes... Mm. Well, yeah. Friday could use a another little match or another mm-hmm. big match or medium-sized match. Anything. Because uh, it looks a little weak. But I was looking at uh yeah there there's one particular match on this Friday that upset me greatly and I'll get to it. Okay, so well, at the end of match uh, was... at the end of Kingston's probably said something really funny. He said, "Please god, just once I want to interview without being interrupted. I'm going to catering and then walked off." <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, no, cuz yeah. He can't. He just can't. He can't mm-hmm. get an interview in. I think nobody can really, which yeah, is no. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't remember who it was. I think it was maybe the Deadlock guys are like, has Tony Schiavone ever completed an interview? No. Everyone and always <laughs> either takes the microphone or they start fighting or something. <laughs> it's like at this point, just have like a microphone robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next match we had. Butcher and Blade, Butcher, who was on tour and decided to uh, come off tour just for this match so mm-hmm. that he could face Orange Cassidy and Tomohiro Ishii. Mm-hmm. The Stone Pitbull, yeah, fresh but... off a, a victory against Jay White. Jay White, yeah, actually... won, the never, won the Never Open Weight title. So. Yeah, so that, that was there. It, that was in AEW, the Never Open Weight title. That was cool mm-hmm. to see. Um, this match starts with what we think is going to be the two hosses right mm-hmm. away, but no, fucking Butcher has to tag himself out, and I was so mad, mm-hmm. but it was fine because the blade tried to get some offense in on Ishii, and Ishii just stood there. He's like, yeah, fuck off. Like the boulder of a man that he is, he just <laughs> absorbed everything. It's like your offense does nothing to me, mm-hmm. and. Of course, Ishii would he would tag out, bring Orange Cassidy in, which would just lead to Orange Cassidy taking crazy bumps. Mm-hmm. He would he would just take all the offense um, with, uh, and so we had Butcher and Blade cutting the ring in half with him just wearing him down, which led to the world's slowest hot tag, which I loved, mm-hmm. which was slow because Orange Cassidy just fell and. Oh no, he just he slowly walked over and tagged him, <laughs> which was funny. Yeah. And, but then Ishi, Ishii comes in and he's not running around. He just comes in, walks up and just elbows a guy in the face, just slowly, <laughs> methodically. He's <laughs> like, no, what what's a hot tag to him? <laughs> um But yeah, the and then Ishii and Butch, they go toe to toe. They're they're chopping each other, they're elbowing each other. Um and Butcher, surprisingly, gets the better of him at first. He gets him into the corner, 
he he's he's given him the chops but he wakes up Ishii and they zoom in on his face yeah. and you can see that it's like Ishii realized where he was and just mm-hmm. looked at him and then Butcher is is elbowing him in the chest and Ishii just starts moving into each elbow mm-hmm. and he starts backing him across the ring eating each shot and getting him all the way to the other side and then he just lights him up before he mm-hmm. puts him up on the top rope for a superplex which is awesome because these are big boys yeah huge dudes and Cassidy of course would somehow find himself back in the ring once again (laughs) to get his ass beat (laughs) he's just in there to take all the offense from the heels which is funny Um, but then Ishii he looks like he's about to win the match then you you see um, Blade has the knuckles and it's like oh they're not going to do Ishii like this they're not going to take him out with the with the knuckles, but Rocky Romero, I had forgotten he accompanied the Chaos Boys out there. So he pulls the blade out, and they're all out at ringside. And Orange Cassidy jumps off, does a big crossbody, which allows Ishii to get the big brainbuster on on the blade for the win, which is exactly how it should be. It, you couldn't book it any other way, mm-hmm. and Jr. In all his magnificence, in this particular moment, drops the oh, drops an Okada reference, saying that Okada would be very happy. Yeah, it's like who 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 would be happy? Yeah, I know. Where is this man? We want Okada, <laughs> and they know I, we want Okada, so they're going to keep name dropping him. And he's here. Mm-hmm. Where is he, sirs? Maybe yeah. he's coming for the th- well Thanksgiving episodes next week, so he could come there. I don't know. Yeah, this is a Chicago show. I could see that. Yeah, I I could see Okada making an appearance. Mm -hmm. It'll be so weird to have Okada show up and have it not be Kenny related. Yeah, it will be. But it'll be cool to see Okada regardless. But it will be. It will be. So what did you think of uh, Ishii's first match in Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It wasn't like full full Ishii that we normally see, but this was just a tag match, so I didn't expect him to go do his like thirty minute classics that he's I've seen him pull out from time to time. But I love that I the fans were super excited to see him. Somebody in the crowd had a sign that says, OMG, it's Ishii, which made me happy. <laughs> I the one thing I wanted to see him break out, and this is just a little thing. I just like when he does the or actually people normally do it to him where he's sitting on the ground and they start just booting him in the head and he's getting angrier and angrier mm-hmm. as, as they're disrespecting him. He's like, and he starts challenging them and eventually catches their foot. And mm-hmm. Lariats them. I want to yeah. see that spot. Someone's got to do it, but someone has to know it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. I like the butcher basically beating him up, knocking him out and then keep beating him up and it wakes him back up. That was awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite uh, mm-hmm. Ishii tropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was good. Uh, I'm glad the cloud, the cloud, the crowd was really into it. So hopefully he's yes. back for more. I don't know how long he's in the states for, but probably at least yeah. for a couple weeks because I know they will want everyone back in Japan for. Fuck, we're already coming up on uh, Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> again. I wouldn't mind like a uh, Okada and Ishii versus somebody in a tag match. That would be cool. yeah. That that'd be really cool. 
I wouldn't yeah. want it to be against HFO. That this is the one thing. If you're going to bring these guys in, can we please get them away from HFO? Oh uh, yeah, that's the only thing. Like I want Okada to come in, but if it's to like confront Matt Hardy or so, it's going to be weird. <laughs> like if it's like they face off against the Bucks, yes, mm-hmm. that's what I I want. That that's fantastic. I'm sure he'd want to work with the Bucks because I know he's like really good friends with the Bucks. So. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you do a one-off like that. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you use them. So, but it's got to be good. It can't just be. It can't be a waste of Okada or a waste of Ishii. You yeah, gotta, you got to give them something worthwhile. But I'm also wondering, like I I just brought it up that we're already getting close to Wrestle Kingdom. It's about yeah two months away, which is nuts to think about. If they bring some AEW guys to Wrestle Kingdom this year. I would hope I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems well. They are planting seeds for the partnership between the two, mm-hmm. so eventually AEW's got to go over there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, um, I think I'm still holding out hope next year they do like a AEW versus New Japan like Super Show. Mm-hmm. That I mean, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um. All right, let's get to the next one. We had. Uh, F, this was FDR and Andrade just airing their grievances. Mm-hmm. Andrade, he gets mad because uh, Tony Schiavone asks him about the 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 group of them, all the, the multiple losses that they took at full gear. And he says, like, how dare, first of all, how dare you? Second mm-hmm. of all, I've already proven that I can pin Cody and pack clean one-on-one. So quite frankly... I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And then FDR. He's been extra mean uh, to Jose tonight too. Yeah. He, his... Well, he's a guy, he, he would be mean to his Butler for sure. Mm-hmm. That, for sure. That track, that tracks to me. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, FDR says uh, that they would love to avenge their loss. Um, and they would love to do it while also teaching Cody and pack a lesson for repeatedly sticking their nose in their business, which I found ironic because it's ironic because it's, it's them. Yeah. <laughs> it's always it's, them doing it. <laughs> it's always them. That's like popping up from under the ring and shit, mm-hmm. which, uh, well, that was kind of funny. And they say that they want an eight man tag match. Yeah. And they'll and they said get that, Malachi black involved. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they said, this is cool. FTR said they'll do it for free too. So Andrade doesn't even need to pay him this time. Oh, he's definitely taking FTR away from. MJF, oh, for sure. Yeah. Which is. Pinnacle's kind of a waste, wasn't it, eh? It was just to fight uh, Inner Circle. I mean, that later on time. when. Yeah, later on when um, MJF comes back out, he's got um, the two dudes with. I can't think he's of their got names Spears already. and Wardlow. Yeah, Spears like... and Wardlow. I don't know the whole horseman thing. That that was cool. You could have done something there, but mm-hmm. eh, whatever, it's fine. Maybe they'll get back to it eventually. But it's kind of a non-stable mm-hmm. or a non-faction. They're never together. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have. Uh, although I do the idea of this one Andrade-led faction or this House of Black versus MJF's crew is pretty intriguing. Yeah, if they were to have those two, oh, like, yes, fuck, fuck, inner circle. I want this. This mm-hmm. is this is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now we have Nyla Rose versus Sheeta. This match was fucking awesome. Yeah, this match is 
really good. And, These uh, ladies have fantastic chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Every time they, they have a match coming up, I always get excited because every one of their matches has been a banger. It's never let me down. So, mm-hmm. And I love every week now, too, uh, somebody in the crowd has a giant sheet assigned. It says something different every time, but somebody in the crowd has a giant sheet assigned. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Glad she's on TV again. She's back. Yeah, me too. Thank me God. Too. It, yeah, looked, they gotta use, it seems like they were really just waiting for um, Serena Deeb to come back. Because mm-hmm. that's the story they wanted to tell. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, she's she's really over with the fans, and the fans really like her. So it's good she's back on TV. Yeah, this match was great. Um, this was a nice classic match with Shida yeah. working from behind against the big heel monster. Nyla was uh, trying to take advantage of the of Shida's bandaged knee. She worked a really deliberate pace, um, just wearing her down. Shida, I love now that Shida is uh, every single match that she has. Her chair spot is coming into play in different ways, mm-hmm. like it. The chair spot hasn't happened as she has done for two years for about a month now. She's had about four or five matches in the past two months. And the, that chair spot where she does the running knee off of it hasn't played out the way that we've seen. This mm-hmm. week, um, Nyla Rose beat her up, sat her down on the chair, and then went to do a senton and just crushed that chair. Yeah, that looked gnarly. (laughs) Yeah, it looks so good. She flattened that shit. It was Mm -hmm. great. Um, Then D brushes in from the crowd and clips Sheeta's knee, which is awesome because that means we're going to get Sheeta versus Deeb 3. Yeah, I love JR selling this too. Where the hell did she come from? (laughs) The same spot every week, JR. Yeah, no. But we didn't see her. Yeah, they didn't show her this time. Um, And off of that, Nyla hit the guillotine knee and then she goes for the beast bomb which Sheeta counters into a triangle choke which was cool as fuck I love mm-hmm. these triangle choke counters that people are doing now yeah. triangle chokes are a really cool move because mm-hmm. uh, you get them when someone's being too aggressive so yeah. I like that and Nyla power bombs out of that and then misses her scent on again this leads to um, Sheeta going wearing her down and then going for the katana, which is her finisher. But Nyla catches it and puts her in a standing stretch muffler. Oh yeah. Where she love lifts st- her off the ground like yeah, that. That was nuts. I love stretch muffler, but the, the one she did last night was awesome because she just held, the held her up in stretch the muffler yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. She lifted her clean off the ground. I was like, mm-hmm. oh damn. If, <laughs> like that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Hell of a match. Like this is so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so good, and not in the death slot, which I liked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they haven't done that for tough for two weeks now. They haven't. Yeah, put the which women is cool. In that slot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it benefits them, and it benefits the company overall, just from a narrative perspective. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, do you have anything more to say about that? Ah, uh, no. This was an awesome match. I liked. Um... I don't. It can't be stated enough how cool Nyla's entrance gear is. I love her mask and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I loved the spot when Sheeta beat up Vicky Guerrero with the kendo stick. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. Jr. was like, uh, when she let out the scream, he's like, "Glass is breaking and dogs are barking all over the world right now." <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, yeah this, J- this match. JR's been good lately. I yeah, he was good. Credit. Yeah, he's been really good. Uh, but yeah, this match is great. Anytime, like I said, they they wrestle. It's always a good time. They have really good chemistry. Oh, it's awesome. Nyla Rose is really underrated with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of got a bit of a bad rap because she was in everything at first. But yeah, she's she's very unique. She's really good. Um, mm-hmm. I like her a lot. Okay, so moving on to the next segment, we had Malachi Black doing one of his vignettes um, where he says the definition of a nightmare is to have an unpleasant dream where the natural laws don't apply. And he said that uh, in Chicago, he's going to make it clear that... What am I saying? In Chicago, Black's going to make it clear that that the nightmare that he's put these four men in is going, Mm -hmm. they're going to be gasping for air. They're going to realize that they're just a very small piece in a larger equation, a larger web that he has made or that he has planned for everybody. And this I'm intrigued, but they got to get to it. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is, uh, starting to drag on a little bit too long now. It's a little convoluted. Mm-hmm. Like I hope, uh, I hope Cody's not pulling the strings on this one. The heels got to win this match too. Like if and if, if the faces win again, then this feud's got to be done. No more dragging it out if the faces win. <laughs> no, I mean, and the heels, the story they're telling, Cody's got to lose. Mm-hmm. The story that they're telling, like this is the whole point. Like if all this posturing and all this stuff that Black is saying. It's all a waste of time if we don't see the payoff. Mm-hmm. We have to see the payoff of him mm-hmm. beating Cody and make him turning him into. Okay, I want to see what he's turning him into. But if Cody's just the same Cody, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the mortal words of Cody Rhodes, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very. It's a. Uh, I'm excited by it because this match would be a lot of, of fun though. Parts. Yeah, the there's match a, lot a lot of, of moving fun. parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and multiple storylines are affected by this, so it's kind of cool because like MJF is tangentially mm-hmm. associated with this as well. Because eventually he's going to be like, "Hey, what the fuck, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're with me." Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's again, it's cool. But if we get a train wreck, train wreck like we did at the pay per view. I'm not going to be happy. Me either. Okay. And now, speaking of MJF, the next segment, we have MJF. He he comes out to the ring. He's flanked by his, uh, his two goons. Accountability is, buddies. Um, <laughs> accountability buddies. So funny. Love <laughs> it. Um, or Spears is Wardlow's accountability buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To hold, uh, <laughs> to hold Wardlow accountable for, uh, for his failings. Um, and MJF says that he checks all the boxes. He's the most complete wrestler on the planet. And all, quite honestly, he's close. He's very close <laughs> now after that match this weekend. Yeah, he's he's there. He uh, He's jumped that final hurdle. Um, he says that in 2024, he's going to start a bidding war. And <laughs> that's just fantastic. That's great. Uh, banter there he says that he's the past the present and the future of aw i always love that line like he he takes stuff that 
classic wrestlers have done and twists it a little bit. Like he's doing mm-hmm. the flair, but he's doing it a bit differently. And that is obviously Bret Hart. Yeah. The past, present, and future of AEW. Mm-hmm. That's Bret Hart. Best there yeah. is, was, and ever will be. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he would love to take a great big cowboy shit on Hangman's title reign. <laughs> <laughs> which i was like how did i not think of this yeah yeah how has nobody thought about it's like one of those things cowboy shit yeah it's like one of those when you see one of the, some of those inventions like the slap chop or something like how did how did i not think of that like <laughs> it's right there yeah and he's so that nobody's on mjf's level level and then cult of personality hits and holy shit out mm-hmm. comes cm punk it's amazing. The crowd's going wild. MJF doesn't know what to do. He's sort of, he's been silenced. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk comes in the ring. They get a holy MJF shit chance just staring there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're staring at each other. We got a holy shit chant. He's like, well, I know I'm not going to be able to just talk, talk down to this man. Mm-hmm. Like he recognizes that this guy is at least on his level or above him. So he's like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to stick out my hand to shake his hand and fucking punk doesn't give him any words. And he just big times him. Doesn't shake his hand, turns around, walks out the ring, walks out of the ring with a smile on his face. <laughs> and MJF has is for the first time in AWs at a loss for words. And yep. I couldn't have loved that more. Yeah. That's, that's so how great. they did it. CM Punk just big timing him. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, it's it perfect. was great. He's already won the he's already won the mind games with CM Punk just by doing that, or uh, MJF just by doing that, which is awesome. And I don't know if you saw on Twitter somebody posted. It was like a little kid MJF meeting CM Punk, which made oh me for laugh. sure, it's awesome. No, it's good stuff. I think. One thing that was I I found very interesting that I noticed right away was I guess we're or at least not the second but we're not getting the heel CM Punk which is interesting. So maybe mm-hmm. they weren't expecting the booze for him. Yeah, the maybe they thought it'd be a, a little bit more divided in then but he just got straight booed but I mean or it's just cuz he's wrestling Kingston. Or it also could just be that uh he is still dick cm punk and he's just treating mj he's being gonna be an asshole to mjf like maybe yeah, this no, is it, just the, that character it, now and no one likes mjf so everyone's gonna cheer <laughs> cheer for it so. yeah i think we're going to uh i don't think we just might not get like the quick turn that we got with brian danielson maybe mm-hmm. we're gonna get asshole cm punk now like he's not gonna be happy go lucky cm punk mm-hmm. for this feud because they're gonna they're gonna be going with barbs back and forth, obviously on the mic. You yeah. can't just be the happy fun guy again. Can't be happy Phil. Um, and then maybe when he's done, like once he beats MJF or vice versa, whoever wins can then go to face Hangman, which mm-hmm. will be awesome. And you would think if it's CM Punk, it's got to be heel. So this is a good way of maybe. Having a become a become a dick and then be like, ah, but now I'm gonna go face your buddy mm-hmm. or everybody's favorite and hang there. Yeah. And I can talk about his drinking and it's gonna be fantastic. That's why oh, yeah. that's where I think it might not be MJF. 
winning this feud so that yeah uh, that'd be a good CM point can do the drinking thing yeah the straight edge because he hasn't really even talked about straight edge since he's come in so although i was wondering if maybe they won't touch the drinking thing with moxley yeah they may not it could be a bad taste with uh what um mox is going through right now i'm sure they wanted to we'll see Mm -hmm. maybe if they give it enough time yeah Okay, yeah. so next we next we had Darby Allen, and this is this is pretty throwaway in the match that comes out of this. I want to tear my eyes out. So we have Darby Allen, and I missed this talking. whole segment. I had to go to the bathroom, and I missed the whole segment. You, I mean, good. It's the one segment on the show where it was like, oh, okay, yeah. It was Darby Allen doing his weird delivery of interviews, where he kind of talks like Batman, mm-hmm. and. He says that a rematch will come down the line, but what he wants to do is he wants to face the biggest and baddest person in the company, and then up walks Billy Gunn. He's like, you want to face the biggest and baddest? Well, that's me. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> I mean, the gun club is like 40 and 0, though. So, Yeah, I don't know. It's just a waste of time. So mm-hmm. for me, like, instant pass. But... um so that's happening on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a just waste to of get, time. Get Darby a win. <laughs> I know, but like, just have him get a win against. I don't know who hasn't been on TV in a while, other than Billy Gunn. Yeah, like that's true. Like Sunny Kiss, Joey Janela, mm-hmm. friggin', I don't know. <laughs> Archer's not been on. T- oh no, you can't do Archer. But like I don't know, they're they're people. Mm-hmm. Hobbs, like I don't know. I mean, Hobbs isn't a good example because they have faced each other already. But yeah, like there's, you've got ninety, you've got over a hundred people signed. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be Billy Gunn. It should be someone younger that needs the opportunity. Billy Gunn's yeah. a coach. Could be Hell, Billy Gunn's kids. Yeah, make it make it Austin. Mm-hmm. Austin Gunn, perfect. Fine. <laughs> I don't know the Billy Gun thing. It's like, oh my god, really? Like, who's who wants to tune in on at ten o'clock at night to watch? I know to watch Billy Gun. Like, I don't. <laughs> okay, so next we have the Super Click, and it's Adam Cole, and he's he's talking about Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, and how he's so tired of them. He talks about how. They made it so that Matt and Nick, they're they're not clear cleared to wrestle right now, so they can't even get revenge. So you know what? He's he's calling in an old friend. He's calling in Bobby Fish, and they're gonna face Jurassic Express on Friday. I'm like, okay, this match I want to see. This is yeah, cool. Yeah. I want to see Cole versus Bobby Fish. Bobby Bobby Fish walks up and he says, "You know what? It's time for a." And he's about to do the undisputed era <laughs> um, <laughs> thing and. And then again, the Bucks are like, no, no, can't say that. Branding, cut it again. Yeah. (laughs) like, this is great. I'm really excited for this match. I'm really excited for the storyline that they're doing. (laughs) Um, It's great stuff. It's clearly is, again, hinting that Kyle O'Reilly's coming in because they're Mm -hmm. they're talking about Undisputed Era. He's supposed to be done this month. At some point, 
Oh yeah, because the guy he's they've been doing stuff with him on NXT got called up to uh, SmackDown or SmackDown or Raw, one of the two. So like he's got absolutely nothing to do on NXT now. So he's gonna be gone. Yeah, no, he's a. <laughs> uh, Sean Ross Sapp said uh, like at the beginning of November that he's done within the month mm-hmm. is when his contract is is done. So great, <laughs> we'll be seeing mm-hmm. him soon, and he's perfect for AW and. I can't wait for him to join the storyline and then potentially Kevin Steen and holy fuck. God, if Kevin Steen comes in, oh my gosh. Oh, he's coming. Yeah. I just want the opportunity to buy the kill Steen kill shirt that I never got. I kept saying, I'll, I'll wait and buy it when he was in a ring of honor and stuff. And then he signed with WWE and they got taken down. So I need a kill Steen kill shirt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Oh my God! This match. This, this I don't even know how match. to describe this next match because this was in, this was just insane stuff. It didn't. I don't want to say it overachieved because a Leo Rush and Dante Martin match can never mm-hmm. overachieve. Yeah, but I thought the acclaimed worked a really effective match against them. So we had Leo Rush and Dante Martin versus the acclaimed. Um, I thought the acclaimed had one of their better raps. It was it was quite funny. Um. Uh. They, yeah, I like the Pete Davidson line. The Pete Davidson line was funny. Um. He said that Leo Mart or Leo Rush, I liked you better as a manager. Yeah, that that's was good. funny. Um. Good stuff. You talked about mm-hmm. virgins being in Virginia. I was like, this. This is funny stuff. I like this. And. And then Leo Rush responded with his own. Uh, rap to him after the show on twitter which is awesome people should go oh, watch that i need to he watch that i didn't know he did that yeah he did not pull back and it's good yeah i know Leo he's a really Rush. good rapper so i didn't <laughs> yeah he is he's a he's got his own album out mm-hmm. so it was good it's good stuff i i recommend it and it was not like uh kayfabe like holding back like you know he went at him it was good um yeah like leo rush's the highlight of this match was Leo Rush's misdirex mixed with Dante Martin. At the yeah, that so was, they were both going, doing it, the misdirex and the. Jukes. It looked like he put him in fast forward. Like it was so hard to even tell what they were doing. I was like, "What the hell is happening?" It was just incredible. Bowen's chops in this match were so heavy and so loud. I loved it, and. Mm-hmm. After the match, you could see that there were some big fucking hand welts on mm-hmm. Dante Martin's chest, which is good shit. Um, the acclaimed were getting great heat by just grounding Dante Martin for the first half of the match, which obviously there's nothing a crowd hates more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great to see. That was just like just easy economical heel work, and then it just makes the hot tag all that more stunning and hotter when it finally does happen. And it happened with Dante Martin literally running across the acclaimed Mm -hmm. on their backs to get to Leo rush, which was so cool. And then Leo rush does what only Leo rush can. And you can't even really describe it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I would love to know what the world looks like when he's doing this. Like, does everything just slow down? Cause he looks like he's, it looks like the Flash when he's out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the it's Flash. insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 
the slow start to this match just made the second half of this match that much better and that much more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, Leo would win with a really awesome um, like sky-high frog splash where he just bounced off mm-hmm. um, I, whoever it was. Let's, let's say it was Bowen's, like three feet in the air. Mm-hmm. off of him he gets the, he gets the win and the fans are going crazy they're cheering leo like crazy which is awesome because it it's gonna make that eventual heel turn that he does on dante that much mm-hmm. worse when it happens so i'm excited for that and then team taz's music hits which of course they did approach um dante last week and taz comes out and he's flanked by his by his boys and they all they're like they're all like different genres of music if that <laughs> yeah. makes sense the mm-hmm. human manifestation of different genres of music is mm-hmm. crazy um and he he talks about like how last week people were a little mad that he approached Dante Martin with the contract while Leo was away and he says condolences to your to your grandmother and all that but this wasn't personal and you understand you're a businessman. We're all businessmen. Everybody in team Taz is, is businessmen. Like this is, you, you know what this is, Leo. And, but he says, but we are patient people. We, we can wait. And I thought this is great. And obviously Dante's not going to go with team Taz. No, and no, no. I love being able to cheer for Leo rush right now. This is great, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to cheer for him when he's a when he's a heel as well. I I don't care. He's Leo Rush. Yeah, he's. It's going to be hard to boo him. I can't uh, boo Leo. I love him yeah. so much. Okay, so the next segment we had Jurassic Express and Christian Cage, and they're talking about and here's I don't care what Christian said. I don't remember what he said before. I don't remember what he said after, <laughs> but he said, don't, don't bring a fish to a fist fight. And I was like, that's the stupidest line I've ever heard. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's magnificent. Super ultimate dad, like tough guy talk. <laughs> don't bring a fish to a fist fight. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, then Jungle Boy says that don't be fooled by uh by my facial hair being gone. I'm still Jungle Man. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat you up. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is great. One thing that I really liked about this episode was they interspliced the all these matches with all these little vignettes or these little interview things. Like they're very short, very quick, but we got a lot of talking and got a lot of ground covered. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. on this episode and they didn't they didn't overstay their welcome they're just bang 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 almost like they're they're almost not even worth talking about but they're so effective yeah yeah when yeah. they happened it's, on the show it was a lot it, it was a lot more effective and just think how much it would have dragged the show down if every one of these backstage segments somebody came out to the ring like we had to do their whole mm-hmm. entrance and then they talked it, it just well, drug the like whole show you, down so this is a really effective way to get a lot of promo time in do you remember when team taz and Darby and Sting and Archer and Jake the Snake, they were all just like coming out mm-hmm. one after the other, talking over each other. And it's like, this is fucking 
15, 20 minutes of my life that mm-hmm. I wish could have been used for something else. There, there had to have been a better way of doing this. Oh, here's that better way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Just like throughout the show, like one at the beginning, one at the middle, one at the end, you just have guys from the same feuds talking at different parts in the show, but for just uh, 20 seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's perfect. And it made the show like, move along at a very quick pace and i Mm -hmm. love that and okay so let's move on to the main event and we should start first by saying jay lethal was named in the speaking out by multiple women there are many multiple allegations against him so yeah that that should never be forgotten no no um yeah he kind of took away from my enjoyment from this match. It was still a good match, but at the same time, it's like the match oh, was fantastic. Lethal. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the unfortunate thing. It's like, this, mm-hmm. is, this is a fantastic moment for both these guys, but it's spoiled by this. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's weird. There, there are so many people. There are so many people from ring of honor. You could have brought in. There's so many mm-hmm. people all over the place that people would be excited to see. And you brought in this. And I will say, if you don't know, if you didn't know about these allegations, the crowd was hot. The crowd mm-hmm. was loving him. The ring work was great. He looked really good. Sammy looked awesome in this match. Like, this is probably the best I've ever seen Jay Lethal in a match. This is, I, I couldn't say that about Guevara because every time he has a singles match, this is what we get mm-hmm. these days. Like, he's just that good. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's sort of like it took me almost a year to enjoy a Darby Allen match again. Mm-hmm. After all that happened, it's probably going to take that long for me to wrap my head around Jay Lethal, and it's it's unfortunate because this is just sort of buddies hiring buddies, regardless yeah. of their regardless of their shit. So yeah gonna have to get used to it unfortunately Mm -hmm. um yeah again sammy was great um lots of cool spots in this match there i liked at the beginning there was uh the lethal injection that he caught and almost hit him with the with the gth right off the beginning so catching the catching the finisher teasing the other finisher i like that um sammy at one point like well, Sammy's just going for broke in this match, and his ribs are hurt from from the pay per view, and mm-hmm. maybe legit hurt. We don't know because he's going for broke in this match, and he was it was really costing him. And it, his his ribs were bandaged up, so you don't know if he's just selling it. But during the whole commercial break, the doctors were attending to him, and apparently mm-hmm. some people that were watching the fight telecast were saying that he told them that he had broken ribs. Like they could hear him say that, like I broke my rib or whatever. Mm. So I don't know if he actually did or if yeah. he was wrestling with a broken rib or selling. this is just selling the really good job of selling. Mm-hmm. Um, because as soon as the commercial break ends, he comes back in the ring and starts throwing hands immediately. He hits a, he counters a lethal injection with the Spanish fly. Um, he counters it tope with a brain buster on the damned floor um, yeah 
he does a senton through a table, unfortunately, and Jay Lethal is not there. He just yeah, he sent moved. on through a table on his own. Um, they exchange more heavy offense. Lethal locks in a, a figure four. Eventually, Sammy would gut it out. He'd hit him with the GTH. And then he in, and then the inner circle comes down. They congratulate Sammy. They And this is the part that kind of bothers me. It's like they're, they're celebrating Jay Lethal in a way mm-hmm. that makes me uncomfortable. They shake his hand. They also raise his hand. I'm like... I don't know. And then Jay Lethal put out a tweet. This is like, like this moment tonight, it just shows that if you persevere, it doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what hate people tweet about you and this and that. As long as you have positive energy, you can power. I'm like, (sighs) a publicist wrote that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't yeah, like, like it. I, I don't like the lasting image of this episode is Chris Jericho raising Jay Lethal's hand. Mm-hmm. It's just put a bad taste in my mouth. And the match was great, so that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a fantastic match. I will like uh, objectively very good match, but I you can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. But okay. It's it was a great episode of Dynamite. Loved this week's episode. One of the best yeah, ones was, I've seen in a while. Loved it. It was very, very efficient. It was incredibly well paced. Mm-hmm. Oh, before was, we go on to next week, we didn't talk about Hangman's new car either, which was awesome. Did you see his car? Oh, yeah. So I, I saw briefly that tweet. Yeah. Well, I, people thought it was fake, but he drove it to the arena. It was a Tesla with bullhorns on the front. Which was awesome. <laughs> I didn't know it was a Tesla. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. It's an all electric Tesla with bullhorns on it. And he was like outside taking, before the show, he's outside taking pictures with fans by it and stuff. That's great shit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. So next, this or tomorrow, we start off with uh, Billy Gunn versus Darby Allen. Yeah. Okay. Even the, yeah. the graphic for this match looks kind of sad. <laughs> <It's just Billy. laughs> yeah, I mean, he's I was... in great shape, and he's like sixty or something. But this, yeah, it's, like it's, it's, it's just Billy doesn't... Gunn. <laughs> it's why the answer? Mm-hmm. My question is why? Who who does it get over? Does yeah. it really get over uh, Darby Allen to beat a sixty year old man? Like I I don't think so. Then we have we do have Jay Cargill versus Red Velvet. That match is going to be very good. Yeah, they have yeah. a a long rivalry at this point which stems mm-hmm. from the very first appearance. Well, not the very first appearance of Jay Cargill, but the first match. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. And then they, they've had two matches now, I believe. Yes. Or is this their second match? And they've also, they've traded blows outside of that as well. They had their little, um, they had their interactions on the, on Britt Baker's little talk show thing, as well as yeah. the, as well as Roads to the Top, they've been in there, um, having interactions there as well. So they've they've weaved this rivalry throughout all the different properties. So I've enjoyed that. Yeah, you is... bringing up Britt Baker's talk show just unlocked something in my brain. I had completely forgotten all about that, <laughs> the waiting room nope. or whatever they called it. <laughs> yeah, the the pandemic, uh, AW dark stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was an experiment. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm glad they've moved on from it, but it's I don't think they should lock those like old school talk show style things out forever. I think mm-hmm. there's a I think there's room, especially on dark and stuff like that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Then we have Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus Jurassic Express, and that I am excited for. I think that'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's gonna be, be really good. A cool storyline of Bobby Fish and the Elite, and like what's that gonna lead to, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice because they're not uh because he's not part of, or Fish isn't part of that trio, so there's there is conflict there. And mm-hmm. where where is Cole gonna end up? Where yeah. how are any of the elite gonna end up? Where are they gonna be? So it's it's very malleable and I like that. So looking at next week we have uh Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana, which will be awesome. That's as you said, Ring of Honor two thousand five. <laughs> yeah. So good shit. It'll be hard to watch. Colt Cabana get his head kicked in because he's so enjoyable. This is why Dark Order is the perfect team for them for him to go up against. But imagine the the booze Danielson's gonna get of beating Colt Cabana in Chicago. They (laughs) they're gonna have to escort him out of the building. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's great. It's great stuff. Great. Okay, then we have Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter. Fuck, that match is going to be stiff. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. They are going to beat the shit out of each other, and I cannot wait. Both those ladies work a very stiff style. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably they see the both... cross-body spot that kills Jamie Hayter every week. Oh, yeah. Some people will think <laughs> she's concussed. Mm-hmm. And then we have this wild eight-man match with Cody Rhodes, Pac, and the Lucha Brothers. Which, mm-hmm. What fucking team is that? Versus mm-hmm. Andrade, Malachi Black, and FDR. And still, what team is that? This is mm-hmm. this is like a Super Smash Bros. of wrestling, right yeah. Here, um, but I'm I'm intrigued. Still, I'm intrigued. I like the idea that Malachi Black is sort of puppeteering these people. I just mm-hmm. I need him to. Okay, then. Show me your master plan. I want to mm-hmm. see it. Because uh, you keep talking about this House of Black. Are these? Is this the House of Black? Because it doesn't really seem like it, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, we need Brody King. Brody. Brody King. I need, I need, I need Brody. I need Brody. Yeah. I have a feeling that we're not going to see a bunch of the Ring of Honor guys until after their their final show. Yeah, which is coming up in a couple weeks. So. It is. It's coming up in a couple of weeks because apparently Jay Lethal said that he is done with Ring of Honor. So I guess he wasn't going to be involved in that show. Mm. So he was free. So in his mind, um, it was totally fun. Ring of Honor has said that they can they can go wrestle wherever they want right now. Mm-hmm. But I guess the yeah, people like... who are doing that, they want to finish out their storylines before they start muddying the waters with another company. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, that. like. I've it's, I follow Jonathan Gresham on Twitter, and he's like starting his own promotion starting in February. Wait, what? Yeah, he's starting like a. It's called uh, I forget the name of it, but it's like Styles Make the Sport or something like that. So I imagine it's going to be kind of like in my head, I picture like blood sport, but instead of like a mixed martial arts style, it's like a like you're like a grappler versus like a high flyer or something. 
or something like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe he doesn't show up in AEW then. I want him to just because I want to see him versus Danielson. But I want I want to see him in AEW too. But he seems like he's not a guy who is really interested in doing the TV, like mm-hmm. the big TV show style wrestling. Yeah. That's just not what he does. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's intriguing. But we we also saw that type of stuff with Roosh and Andrade when they were starting their own promotion as well, and then Andrade showed up two weeks later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is uh this is all. There's there's lots coming down the pipeline. So that's yeah, and fine. then we got those recent WWE releases. They'll be Keith coming up in like February. Lee? Yeah. In February is when their 90 mm-hmm. days would be up, right? Mm-hmm. It's exciting mm-hmm. times. Exciting times. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. That was a brisk episode, but uh, a good one. And I oh, think yeah. we'll leave it there. And I'm going to say, looking at this Rampage card, we will not be doing oh, an episode I- this weekend. They're making me work mandatory overtime Saturday, so I wouldn't be able to record anyways. So, Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not wonderful, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It sucks I got to work, but I get it. It's more money, I guess, is how I'm trying to look at it. Yes, indeed. All right. We will see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed Sweet. the episode. Peace. Peace.